So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. I'm Matt, and this is a special episode. On the phone with me right now is show director for creative development, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando Resort, Charles Gray. Charles, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, always a pleasure to talk to you. And my my first question, actually, I don't even have it written down now that I read that all out. How many business cards do you have to give out every time you meet someone with that title? It's just a giant poster board I pass people. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> All right, so we're here to talk about Halloween Horror Nights 27. Your job as show director, you're in charge of the mazes primarily, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That's correct. There's four of us show directors. Each of us, uh, one has, uh, sorry, two of them have shows. One is in charge of the streets, and I'm in charge of mazes. Nice. Okay. Well, that is leads into my right question, my first question really well. Halloween Horror Nights 2017, you guys have been on this amazing role of topping yourselves year after year. How do you approach each new year of this event, especially in the the attractions of the houses, with such a high bar being constantly set? All right, this might not be a popular answer, but I completely <laughs> ignore the bar. I completely ignore that challenge because I think it would be too intimidating and I would probably sacrifice creatively trying to reach that pinnacle. So what I tend to do is just focus on the task at hand, just do the uh, you know, try to create the most amazing houses and then let the rest uh, take care of itself if that makes sense no it does make sense i actually follow that and i'm gonna uh, I, again this is me just guessing and you can confirm or deny or maybe you can't talk about it but i'm guessing you yourself as far as being in in charge of uh, the show director for the houses you're possibly already planning the next year's event before you even see what that bar could possibly be the year the event's going on um, yep, I'm already in plans for next year, but don't tell anyone else that. Okay, <laughs> you got it. Your secret is safe with me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I want to kind of walk through um, the houses, and I'm using really some of your blog posts as kind of a cue for my questions. Uh, you posted quite a bit this year about the houses that we're going to see at blog.universalorlando.com. So I'm actually going to be kind of using your words uh, either, well, I mean, either to drive the against interview me. or against you. Yeah, I realized as I said that phrase, I'm like, ooh, that didn't sound the way I intended it to come out, but we'll try. I want to start with The Shining because I'm going to just pull the same exact question you posed in that blog post yourself, and that is, how the heck are we going to turn this movie into a haunted house? I can't even imagine, without, of course, any spoilers and whatever you can tell me, how on earth do you approach something like The Shining, which is just, it's, I, I cannot wait to see how this is going to translate to a maze. Absolutely. I mean, I think not only is it like a high-rated 
horror film but you know when you look at a lot of lists you know on on the internet or just in general talking to buddies over a beer uh you know if, if you ask somebody what's your top 10 favorite you know film the shining inevitably comes up it is literally out of all films and all genres a top 10 of all time film so in looking at that we really had to approach it in the sense of not not as a haunted house or a haunted maze initially we had to look at it as a fan would look at it um which is tough to do sometimes when you're trying to think technically you but you got to push that to the side watch the film again as a fan and then really earmark uh those moments that that you have to have that you want to see fan favorite moments and then from there then you can pick it apart technically but if you if you look at it critically first um, I think it would just become overwhelming. So you really have to look at it and say, okay, we got to have the blood elevator. We got to have the old lady, you know, in, mm -hmm. in the bathroom. You, you got to have these certain elements um, to check those boxes. And then from there, then kind of back out and, 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 and figure out how, how, how do we do it at this point? You know, we want to, we know we want to go to the moon. Let's talk about how we build the rocket later on. <laughs> that's wow. That's a really Great analogy, actually. I'm curious, have you actually, this is be a weird way to phrase the question, but have you disappointed yourself first watching it as a fan, getting hooked on something, then watching it from a technical point of view and realizing you might able not be, be able to do what you want to do? Have you ever gone through like a, an entire emotional roller coaster through two viewings of a movie? I wouldn't say necessarily a movie. I, we've had those moments where you're like, man, it'd be really cool to do X, Y, Z, you know, um, I, I want to say like a couple years ago, there was some episode, you know, that we watched of a, of a show. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it, but there was a show that we were, that we were producing, you know, mm. that we're going to have in the maze. And I watched it. I'm like, Oh, there's, there's no way you can pull that off in a, in a 12 by 12 room. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you do have those moments, but I think with the shining, the great thing about it is, um, the idea and the challenge of taking an expansive an expansive and Kubrick did the exact same thing. You take an expansive hotel and make it feel claustrophobic. Mm. And I think right off the bat, um, there's, there's that challenge. There's also the challenge of, if you watch a, a Kubrick film, you know, uh, it, it is very slow paced to build tension. And that's not what you do in a maze. A maze, you, you know, you're, you're getting these snapshot photos, you're in a room for about 15 seconds. So, so how do you accomplish the build of dread? How do you accomplish claustrophobia in these things? And that was our biggest challenge. I'm not going to tell you how we did it, right? <laughs> but, but, but we did it. So come out and see it and enjoy it. Um, I think, I think we really accomplished the, the task this year and it really as, as fans, we're fans first yeah. before we're writers, before we're shoulders, we're fans first. And, um, uh, you know, just taking people through and, and, and seeing their face when they first walk in the room, they're like, Oh my gosh, this is the, you know, this is that scene. You know, <laughs> um, I, I know scenically, scenically we have a very talented design team and they've, they've just done an amazing job along with the core. It's just, been awesome to experience yeah i can't wait the, not only was it just it was one of the early announcements so it's been on my mind a lot but just the idea of seeing this come to life i i am so excited for this is what i'm really anxious for and i'd be remiss i have to ask this question i debated whether or not i would you probably can't answer it, but my co-host will kill me if i don't at least ask it is there any of the shinning easter eggs from the simpsons parody in the house anywhere 
I could safely say no. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that has been well, unless somebody somewhere misspelled something on a map, but I don't okay. think that. Oh, uh, I don't know if I actually now I'm not entirely sure I want to release that little bit of the uh, information drone. That might dishearten him, but oh, no, oh, well, he he's been asking all season. He's got his answer now. I mean, there you go. Unless he, you know, unless he trips or something says dough, but I don't think that's <laughs> Well, that's very possible, yes. Okay, let's move <laughs> on to Horrors of Blumhouse. This is, uh, again, taking a quote from your blog, how uh, uh, you mentioned you opened the blog with walking through one of your favorite horror movies, and you add, how about going through one based on over five films uh, for three of horror's darkest franchises? Much like... I discussed last year with a couple of people, American Horror Story. This is just got to be as big a daunting challenge to pick and choose what on earth you're going to put in this house when you're featuring three well-known properties to horror fans. Absolutely. That, yeah, that, that is a fair, I mean, when we were looking at this, uh, especially Sinister right off the bat, um, we're like, man, that's a cool scene. Wait, no, that's a cool scene. Oh, what about this one? And you're like, oh man, we're just going to do, you know, a scene from that film which one do you, what do you show? Um, and we had lots of what we'd like to call, um, <laughs> lovingly, uh, spirited, uh, debates <laughs> with the, the creative team, um, you know, kind of arm wrestling, uh, about wh- what we were going to put in there. But I think fans will most definitely be pleased. But I also think that for those who aren't familiar with, you know, a, one of the films in the franchise or something that they will most definitely get the story. And I think that's important to at least get that story right off the bat, walk in the room, look around and go, ah, that's what's good. I know it, this, this is creepy. And then have somebody jump out at you. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was actually kind of taking that, uh, that this opportunity. I've not seen any of Sinister and I'll absolutely be going throughout the entire run of this. So after opening night, opening weekend, I plan to watch Sinister to see what I can kind of do the reverse, see what I can identify from the maze onto the film, which is like the opposite of how I usually approach these. I'm really looking forward to doing that this year. Well, the cool thing is absolutely everybody who goes through that maze will experience the exact same thing because three of our scenes uh, are dedicated specifically to Insidious 4, which will not come out until January. So every single person that goes through the house will see something that no one else has seen before, um, and it's like walking through a living trailer. And the cool thing about that is we gained access to to uh, content well before anyone else and created um, scenes from that film. So we're really excited um, to watch the you know to watch the film and see how it compares. Uh, you know, to to the scenes that we put in there, we we got some amazing onset photography. We got uh, access to scripts and and looks and uh, makeup and all these things. So it, it was just as much of a treat for me. That's really cool. So it wasn't like an advanced screening type thing. You have specific bits of or not bits. I'm sorry, but specific uh, samples of content to draw from without having the entire movie pre revealed. Is that is that what I'm taking out of this? Yeah. Wow. That's that's what you're taking out of it, yeah. Um, so yeah, it has been great, and and I'm a fan of the Insidious films. Um, I really enjoy them, and and my uh, I, I I can say that my wife actually enjoyed them. She's not a huge horror fan, so she actually liked those too. So oh, together. I know that pain. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, that. That's really cool. Okay, so yeah, that's that's apart from well, sinister for me, but yeah, okay, Insidious four for everybody else. That's that's it is a really unique opportunity this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. 
All right, let me get to, before we run out of time, because it seems that the hype meter is super high on your original houses this year. So I'm going to jump right to that post and talk about that, starting with Scarecrow the Reaping. And the sentence that stuck out at me is, Scarecrow Guardians have risen from the blood-soaked soul to seek revenge. What can you tell me about Scarecrow the Reaping? Absolutely. Um First of all, let me say we're very excited about all the originals. And we, we always are, but this year there's just this vibe. There's a really cool vibe yeah. with all the originals where they're all very distinct stories. Um, and and they're really there's there's something um I took one of our um performance coordinators uh through um and they, they said this year like the originals are just they're they're all scary. They're all there's there's no true like sometimes we have comedy or something like that in the originals this year it's just like it's it's full out scary <laughs> you know uh and so uh, very aggressive houses which is going to be a lot of fun um scarecrow the reaping is the idea of the dust bowl you know and all those you know that's the grapes of wrath they all left you know <laughs> so these abandoned farms in like nebraska and uh the idea behind the scarecrows is really cool it's the idea that that what was left on the land, you know, kind of like Mother Nature, it's cursed, and these scarecrows come up. And so the, they're made out of things like, uh, you know, bits of animal bones and human bones and things that you would find scattered oh, wow. across. There's like, you know, trows and, and pick, uh, you know, axes and forks and, and um, burlap and barbed wire, all these different things you would find around a farm, like an old abandoned farm, forms these scarecrows. So it's not, you know the happy-go-lucky Wizard of Oz kind of thing. It's actually like these really creepy scarecrows um, that are all the cast. They're about, on average, 6'3 and up. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and, and in line with Tomb of the Ancients last year, it's a very claustrophobic, tight house. So you got these huge guys coming at you from every direction. It's going to be awesome. That sounds, that sounds really cool. Um, all right, let's move on to the Hive. Uh, the line that stuck out, <laughs> mainly because I think the conversation we just quick had about our wives. It says it's a type of house that you'll clean that you'll clean to your date to all the way to the exit. Yes. Um, in fact, here's a, just a fun little behind the scenes tidbit. We took a lot of the, you know, we walk through the technical teams, the costuming, everybody, you know, uh, kind of in our little mini dress rehearsals. And yeah. there was a there was a group of uh, costuming people all huddled together and screaming as they went through. And I'm like, yep, that's a good sign. People who've seen all the horror stuff and they're scared too. So uh, that was really cool. Um, we even have some cast members who shave their head completely bald, and on the on those people were putting you know, prosthetic ears, noses. Oh, wow teeth uv contacts long nails um they're completely transformed it's going to be an intense very animalistic house um where they're just coming through and they're burrowing through the walls you know um so it's it's very um dilapidated dark nasty smelling creepy it's got all those all the things that people don't associate with vampires usually these are all nosferatus so (laughs) they don't care about beauty oh yeah right yeah Okay. Uh, that, I, I, hmm. Yeah, let's do this one. I was going to kind of save it for last, but I, I, I got to talk about it here. Dead Waters, influenced by Bayou of Blood Scare Zone. One of not just my favorites, but my, my co-host favorites, the guy I started the show with. This is one I'm super excited about because it also reminds me of the history of Saws and Steam, which collectively is also one of my favorite experiences. So tell me what you can about Dead Waters. Absolutely. Um, that one was a lot of fun and kind of a... 
I think a designer's dream when we were talking to the designers because we have the house was pretty much broken into thirds. And so initially we walk into the Voodoo Queen's realm and the uh, when you walk in, you hear the voiceover of the, the Voodoo Queen herself kind of, you know, uh, taunting us. You know, she says, oh, you've come into my realm. Well, basically now you're going to get it. <laughs> we go in there <laughs> and there's this half sunken riverboat that you got to work into. And then all her zombies, kind of uh, anything that would exist on um, on the riverboat at that era are coming after you. There's a kind of an Easter egg character in there. I'm not going to say who he is, but there's a uh-huh. zombie form uh-huh. of that character. Uh, then we make it into the second third, which is like the swamp and just the vegetation and everything's coming to life. It's attacking you. You got to work your way through the swamp. And then, then we get the opportunity. If you remember on the streets, we saw inside her shack. Yes. If you remember that big scenic piece, well, we actually oh, yeah. get to oh, yeah. now climb up, go through that shack and the apothecary that's attached to it, and then into the village itself, where uh, she is uh, creating living voodoo dolls. And uh, it's just, it was such a cool snapshot moment on the street that we wanted to go deeper into her world. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also just made her even more nat. I mean, she was the, the lady who played it was very a very pretty lady out there on the streets and she was really cool but we, we were just like man let's just make her even more like creepy and she has all these weird self-mutilated nasty um uh facial features to her and stuff so she she's even she's even really really creepy <laughs> very <Right>. cool <laughs> okay for the original last but not least the fallen and i had to pick these three words out of it flying jumping and crawling um i have agreed to keep that as a mystery all right i want i want people to come and experience those three words uh (laughs) for themselves um but but you will not be disappointed okay fair enough well that leaves uh actually then we can move on i did skip over the other properties we got saw american horror story volume two ash versus evil dead what about those do you want everyone to know before the event opens up well we did talk about walking through the insidious four as a living trailer we have uh one scene dedicated to the latest and newest saw film which will not come out until late october i believe the 22nd if i'm incorrect um you can call me out on that but um (laughs) But yeah, it's it's we have our final scene dedicated to that film, so you get to come in and see a trap from that film, um, which is a lot of fun. But also collected, I mean, come on, you have eight movies. There's going to be some amazing content we can pull from all of that. Um, and also, our senior designers did such a good job with just everything in there. It just it just looks disturbing when you walk through just the walls and just the industrial you know look to it it's very intimidating um i do want to talk about ash versus evil dead because last year one of the designers pulled me into his cube and he goes dude you got to watch this and we watched a scene uh from that show i was like oh my gosh this show is amazing so we all got hooked on it together oh cool such a such a funny show i mean it is i mean it's such a funny show and i'm so I would say as an Uber fan of that show now, I'm really Mm -hmm. happy to have it in the event. And I think people are just going to, it's such a cool rock and roll, fun, snarky, if that's a good word. Sure. um, Show where it's just like some, some guy full of bravado, just, (laughs) 
conquering all the odds to take out these deadites uh, despite himself. You know, it's just it's so much fun. It's very gory in the house. Um, I think people are just I think people are going to come out of that house l- laughing as much as they're screaming. And that's fun. I, I mean, having, I mean, the entire event is fun. It's fun being scared, but throwing kind of a, I wouldn't say a humorous house, but house with humor that, that you'll be as scared and laughing at, I think is just, I mean, a huge positive to the entire rundown of the attractions this year. I do have to say too, that the American Horror Story house um, last year was so much fun because of the characters that, that, that populated the house. And I think it's similar this year where just costuming has outdone themselves, the wig work, um, just the makeup in general. Um, I will say, uh, kind of, it's not an Easter egg, but keep your eyes open for the Chen. The, if, did you see the show? There's like the, the Chen characters yes. oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Roanoke that are really creepy uh keep your eyes open for that because i think it's going to scare a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> well american horror story adding it to the event has the distinction of uh drawing back my wife to the event in relatively i would say somewhere the greater part of 10 years i'm not sure how many she just kind of gave up being scared and seeing the entire thing through my back american horror story brought her back last year and now two years in a row so I mean, if nothing else, well, there isn't, there's a lot else, but if nothing else, that has a distinction of drawing my wife back finally after 10 years. Yep. We are, we are part of a, a couple's therapy, uh, <laughs> which brings people together. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's the same with my wife too. Yeah. You take her through the event and they're like, I don't know. I don't like being scared. You're like, Oh, look at this. And she's just amazed by American Horror Story. So yes, if we are here to bring people closer together. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, we still got a few minutes. Um, what about the, again, the, the, the mazes are, that is, uh, your focus, but what about the overall theme, the festival of the deadliest? Is there anything about that to know going into this? Yeah. I mean, there is a bit of a tie in between the streets and houses in the festival of the deadliest, which is kind of that overlay of the event itself. Um, but the festival of the deadliest, the, the, the cool thing about that is the idea that from a distance, it's this really awesome party. It looks cool. It's very inviting. And then once you get closer to it, it's just this nasty, gory, off, uh, um, you know, that, that by the time you realize that it's too late, you're in it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yes. uh, the thing with the fallen, uh, the fallen are these, these creatures that are summoned by the festival of the deadliest kind of that hell mouth, if you will, that they're pouring out of um, because of the Festival of the Deadliest. So it not only incorporates itself in the houses, but also in the street zones of Hollywood, which lead up to um, Academy of Villains. Um, and so it, it does inject itself in, in all aspects of the event. Um, and it's, it's just a fun overlay. It's, it's got a great design to it. Um, it's got that party feel, but at the same time, you can tell it's it's not um, it's not all jolly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right. Well, that I have my last question here, and I asked this. This is I've been. This is a recurring question. I'm not getting the answers I thought I was. In fact, the first person I asked this question to was Mike last year, and his answer was awful. So if you're, I'm expecting a better answer out of you, or I'm going to retire this question. So you ready for this? <laughs> all right, I'll do my best. Okay, what is your favorite flavor of Twisted Tater? Oh, man. Man, that's a tough one because... Uh, you, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they have a sour cream and onion? 
Poison? Yeah, it's something like a version of that if it's not that exactly. Yeah, yes. I'm going to have to say that one only because one, it tasted really good, and two, my breath smelled horrible afterwards, <laughs> so that was a lot of fun breathing out in people's faces. Those right. things are delicious. Those things are awesome. I, I'm, you're the, I think the first person to give me a, uh, an answer that you had to think about Mike's answer, believe it or not was, you know, I've never had one. Yeah. Well, I, I wander the streets all night. So secretly <laughs> nice. I have to, I have to peruse all the different booths. <laughs> uh, no, of course. Absolutely. That's that. I understand. Don't, don't tell my boss that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, well, um, we're just about out of time. We got about a minute and a half left. Is there anything I didn't get to with my questions that you wanted to get out there to everybody before the event starts this Friday? Well, we do have 34 nights, so you can put this in this next statement in bold, underlined it a million times. There's no excuse for not making at least one of these nights yeah. because we have 34 nights to choose from. And the second thing I want to say is even if you're not into horror movies, if you're not into being scared and all that kind of stuff, there is still something for everybody at this event. I even told uh, one of my friends who's not into horror, please come out anyway and sit on a bench, grab an adult beverage, sit there and watch other people get scared because that is so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) That is, yeah, that is true. I couldn't agree with everything you said more. Absolutely come out. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already have plans. If you hadn't made them yet, this should put you over that edge. Again, Halloween Horror Nights 2017. It starts this Friday, September 15th, which, by the way, thankfully, even after the hurricane, like many in Central Florida, uh, luckily not affected as much as we feared, including your opening night. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, For those of us who are in Florida, we are all Floridians. Uh, we, we love each other and we are here to, honestly, this is just coming for me. This is not a company line. I want people to come and just kind of forget about their worries for today. Come out and hang out with us and we are going to have a blast. That is a great way to wrap up. So again, it starts this Friday. You can get tickets at HalloweenHorrorNights.com. More information, uh, about the other attractions is there as well. Charles, thank you so much for this interview. It was great catching up with you this year. Yeah, it was good catching up with you too, man. All right. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. And we'll see you out at Halloween Horror Nights. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening.